Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message with teaching pastor Daryl Feemster. If you have your Bibles this morning, let me invite you to turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. You know, this is kind of a strange time. The week after we celebrate Christmas and the week before we celebrate New Year's, it's kind of an in-between time. And uh, every time this time of year in my life, it's always kind of a strange time. I, I, I'm trying to get over last year and trying to figure out, what, what God, what are you saying for the new year? And from 2020 to 2021, I hope it's not 2022. You understand how I mean that? 2022, 2020 again. So we're praying that God would give us deliverance in every way in 2022. And so in this in this in-between time, I want to just tell you, God doesn't have an in-between time. God has a yes and amen, a once and forever, and, uh, and He's doing that right now. So I want to kind of talk to you what is out of a very familiar verse of Scripture for Christmas, but at the same time, share with you what I believe is a promise for our new year. So, 700 years. I was talking about no time. 700 years before the angels sang to the shepherds, before the wise men came with gifts to find the newborn king of the Jews, 700 years before a prophet, Isaiah, he saw the hope of Christmas and yet beyond. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it's familiar to us because we are, in fact I read it last Sunday as we had our Christmas service, and it says, for unto us a child is born, and, and you're gonna see some colored letters up there because instead of me going in through all these words, I'm just gonna give you the definitions, hopefully help you understand a little more about what this verse is saying. And so that in the different colors from me. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, the dominion and rule will be upon his shoulder, and that word means neck or place of burden. In other words, the government is going to be on, it's going to be his burden. And his name will be called Wonderful, God's Act of Wonder and Marvel. Counselor, the Purposed God, Mighty God. In Hebrew, it's Mighty Almighty. Everlasting Father, the Eternal Perpetual Originator, Prince of Peace. Last time I, I spoke, uh, I made a statement in the message and, and I hadn't been able to get past it because I've been meditating on it. And I've said to this, I said, the whole world is looking for Jesus, they just don't know it. The whole world is looking for Jesus, they just don't know it. And I could say yet, but they just don't know it. Because, now, now what I mean by that, they're not looking for the man, Jesus, they're looking for the effect that Jesus had. The world is looking for peace. And Jesus, the name in Isaiah 9, 6, the last one is Prince of Peace. As I thought about how to end 2021 in hope, I'm trusting God to make a deposit in you this morning in us and you that are watching of the very peace of God. A deposit of His peace. It says here at the end of that verse, His name will be called Prince of Peace. In Hebrew, I am going to spend a little time here. In Hebrew, it's Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom. Prince of Peace. Sar. Sar is the word for prince. 
Normally, we, we think of a, when we think of a prince, we think of the son of a king. And that fits, but that's not what this Hebrew word is designed to convey. The word literally means, sorry, is ruler, leader, head, chief, captain, governor, prince. In other words, it's the man in charge. It's the go-to guy. The Romans of Jesus' day knew exactly what that word meant because they had a man by the name of Julius Caesar. Caesar. He was the go-to guy. He was the ruler. He was the commander. Even They even thought he was divine. Augustus Caesar is not his last name. It was his title. He was the head guy, the man in charge, the commander-in-chief. Jesus is the Tsar, the chief, the head, the ruler, the go-to guy for Shalom. And the Hebrew word Shalom, it's like in, in Hawaii, they, they'll say Aloha to say hello, and they'll say Aloha to say goodbye. The Aloha is kind of an all-encompassing word. In, in Hebrew, the Hebrew would say Shalom to say hello, and they'd say Shalom to say goodbye. Because the word of that, the meaning of that word is so full and so, uh, so full of meaning. And it means completeness, wholeness, well-being, happiness, peace, prosperity. So put the two together, the Sar Shalom. Jesus is the ruler of my well-being, the captain of my happiness, the man in charge of our completion, the Sar Shalom. You say, well, wait a minute, preacher. If Jesus was said to be the man in charge of peace, where's the peace? Our nation is in turmoil right now. From 2020 until now, we're, we're divided, we're distressed, we're diseased and in debt. There's wars without, there's wars within. People are overcome by guilt or regret and fear, while others are overcome by pride and greed and lust and anarchy. I read something this week and I thought this was a pretty good statement of our our time. We spend money we don't have on things we don't need to to impress people we don't like. And then we worry about how we're going to pay for it. We're overworked, overwhelmed, overcome, overlooked, and overloaded. Peace? I don't think so. Not if it's the peace... That's defined by the world. Because, you see, shalom is one way. Peace in our English. Webster defines peace as this. It defines peace as a state of tranquility, of quiet and calm. Freedom from civil disturbance. A state of security, being secure within a community. Freedom from oppression and strife and disorder. In harmony in personal relations. Uncontrolled, untroubled by conflict and agitation or commotion. That's the peace that we think about, but that's not shalom. So we don't see that kind of peace in our world today. So either God has deceived us or else the shalom that God is talking about, that peace is something different. Jesus said in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My peace, Jesus said, not like the world gives. He's not talking about tranquility. He's not talking about no conflict. He's talking about a peace that passes sometimes definition. 
peace. I want to share with you the three kinds of peace that are progressive that I believe God wants to give you today to, to undergird your heart and life today, especially as we go into a new year. First of all, Jesus comes to bring the captain of our completeness, the ruler of our happiness, first comes to bring us peace with God. You can't have the peace of God until you have peace with God. Jesus didn't come to bring worldly peace. But peace with God first and foremost. Our sins had separated man from God. We had broken God's commands. We had come short of His glory. And the wage of sin is death. Separation. Jesus came to bring back a right view of the Father and pay the price for man's sin. He wanted to show us the Father and pay for our sin in order that He could bring us back to Him. Isaiah 53, 5 says this, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed, made whole, made complete. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to His own way. And the Lord has laid on Him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. In Colossians, Paul tells us what that looks like. I want to read it from the message translation in verse 21, Colossians 1.21. He says, you yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got. But now, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together whole and holy in His presence. Jesus came that you might have peace with God. Fully forgiven, fully freed. The second thing that progresses from that, if you have peace with God, He brings peace within It's when you, by faith, receive what Christ has done for you, place your life under His rule as the captain of your peace, that's when you experience peace within. Not just peace with God, but peace with yourself. You can have that because condemnation is gone, sin is forgiven, you can stand right with God. You stand right with God. The word, the the Bible word for that is justification. And the way I love to, to, to uh, define that is justification is just as if I'd never sinned. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, so much so that God sees us in union with Himself just as if we'd never sinned. With His own Son's righteousness imparted and imputed to us. You can have peace within And yet, often we allow that peace to be robbed by accusation and deception. The devil is after your peace. He's after your peace. He knows if if you're at peace, you're going to be responding to God. And the way that he keeps you from responding to God is to keep you in turmoil, in fear, in desperation. No peace. I love... Colossians 3.15, but I want to read it out of the Amplified. Let the peace, that soul harmony which comes from Christ's rule, 
act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, to which as members of Christ's one body you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. I want you to note the word let. Let the peace of God rule. Let it. In other words, it's your decision. It's your opportunity. The decision to make uh, peace with God through salvation and accepting Jesus is a one-time decision. But a decision to maintain that peace within ourselves is a daily, day-by-day, moment-by-moment decision. Will I let Christ rule my heart today? Will I let Him umpire my decisions? He's the captain of my peace. Will I let Him call the plays? He's the governor of my wholeness. Will I let Him govern my reactions? He's the man in charge of my well-being. Will I trust Him? How do we maintain peace? Isaiah 26.3 says this, You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusted you. I want you to listen to verses 3 and 4 in the message. It says, People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep it at it and don't quit. Because they keep at it and don't quit. Verse 4, depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God you have a sure thing. Peace with God brings peace within and peace with God and peace within progressively comes to where you can walk in peace with others. And I'll be honest with you, this is the hardest one to maintain. Peace with others. Romans 12:18 says if it's possible if it's possible that word possible it was a unique word it comes from the root word of dunamis which means power ability to do in other words he's not saying if you're possible he says since it's possible since it's possible as much as it depends on you live at peace Live peaceably with all men. So when you have peace with God and maintain peace within, you'll be prepared to keep peace with others. But I want you to note this phrase, as much as it depends on you. Because it is possible God gives you the power to act correctly. That's what I want you to hear. And as much as it depends on you doing right, keep peace. But let me tell you this. There's sometimes you do everything right and you still don't have peace with others. There's going to come. Jesus didn't have peace. They crucified Him. But let me tell you what He was saying. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus from the cross was living at peace with all mankind because He was paying its price. Sometimes, I like what Paul said, I want to fill up what's lacking. In other words, I'm going to live at peace with everybody I can. Live at peace. Peace with God brings peace within which prepares us to be at peace with others. How do you do this? 
So much as depends on you, realize the Prince of Peace, the Captain of Completeness, the Ruler of Wholeness, the, 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 the Commander of Well-Being lives in you. Let Him rule. Let Him umpower your reactions. You ever hear, don't say that? I heard it a lot this week. Don't say that. The Holy Spirit will oftentimes, if you'll let Him, umpower your speech, umpower your decisions, umpower your direction. That's the peace of God. Trust Him. Depend on Him. Rest. Isaiah 9, 6 is often used at Christmas time. But verse 7 is the promise. Verse 7 is what I want to leave you with this morning because I want you to understand that Christ has come to do everything necessary to bring you peace with God, peace within yourself and peace with others. But there's a promise of its ongoing rule that will never end. I want you to look at verse 7 of Isaiah 9. Of the increase, the continual abundance and the continual growing greatness of His government his dominion and rule, and his peace, his welfare, completeness, wholeness, and prosperity, there will be no end in space or time. Upon the throne of David over and over his kingdom, that everlasting kingdom that was promised that David was going to be the first and Jesus was going to be the last, that realm and reign on this earth of God... He says, upon the throne of David, over that kingdom, to order it, to prepare, direct, and ready it, to establish, support, sustain, and strengthen it with judgment, with right decisions and verdicts, and justice, righteous acts, from that time forward, even forever and always without end. Here's what that word is saying. This kingdom that Jesus started in His resurrection that set Him on the throne of David's kingdom. Not just the king of Israel, but the king of the everlasting kingdom. This Jesus, there's going to be an ever-increasing, abundant, growing greatness of His rule and His power. It doesn't look like it's happening, but it is. Because it's not depending on what's going on in the world, it's depending on what's going on in heaven. And He is coming. He is coming. He's coming upon us, and He's one day going to come to us. But in the meantime, you are that body by which the greatness of this kingdom in every increasing manner is growing up into the full man that God intends to be on this world. Right now, there's a promise that this peace that you got when you got saved will carry you on forever and ever and ever and ever without space or without end in time. But there's another word that I want to show you the assurance of it. The last part of verse 7 says, the zeal. The zeal, we think of zeal as activity, but the word zeal in Hebrew there means his jealous, God's jealousy and passionate love. The jealousy and passionate love of the Lord of hosts will perform this, will accomplish it. 
It's not going to depend on how good you are or how good a job you do. It's depending on the jealous, passionate love of God for you. He is going to accomplish it. He's going to bring it to pass. You know what your part is? Trust Him. Your part is, be at peace. Be whole in Him. Be complete in Him. Be sure in Him. Be prosperous in your spirit and in your flesh. Be right with Him. In other words, rest in the Lord and do good. Trust Him. The Prince of Peace has made everything possible for you to live in the increasing power and greatness of that kingdom that will never end. And you are His witnesses. You're His testimony. You're His evidence. Because the zeal, the jealousy, passionate love of the Lord of hosts will accomplish it. Philippians says, He who started this good work in you will bring it on to completion. Thessalonians says, Faithful is he who's called you, he will also do it. So how how do I live in this peace? Here's a word to end 22, 21 and to start 22. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. This is going to be the New Living Translation. And it's a command. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I'm going to stop right there. That will preach itself. Don't worry about anything. I have a certificate of, uh, of merit in worry. How about you? When I hear that, I want to say, yeah, right. Well, how do you keep from worrying about everything? Pray about. I mean, worry about anything, pray about everything. In other words, Isaiah 26.3, let your minds be stayed on God. And he whose mind stayed on God, he will keep in perfect peace. So if I'm praying, supposedly I can't worry. But I've discovered I can worry and call it prayer. I can just be praying my heart out, complaining to God. Worried about things. Here's the reality. The way not to worry about it is to know who's ruling. Who's the captain of my wholeness. Who's the future of my deliverance? Who's the king of my heart? I set my attention on Him and I pray about everything. And the peace of God which passes understanding. Look at the last of that verse. Verse 7. Then, then you will experience God's peace. Well, I left out a part, didn't it? Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Tell God what you need. Then, then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That word guard is a garrison. When Paul wrote these words, he was chained between two soldiers in a jail cell. 
Now think about that. Does that mean it's going to all be tranquil and no problems? Everything's going to be okay in your community? No. He was chained between when he said, let the peace of God, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and be thankful. Thank Him for what He's done. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart, will garrison about, will put a fortress around you as you live in Christ Jesus. I want you to stop this week and I want you to recognize don't worry about 2022. Pray about 2022. Ask God what He wants. Ask God what He's doing. Understand. Understand. That's where the peace comes. So here's the simple issue. The issue, and I want you to listen to me, and I'll say this to the world. Know Jesus, no peace. Without Jesus, without peace. There's not enough money in this world to give you peace. There's not a thing, there's not anything that, if all wars were to cease right now, there still would be no peace. Without Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. But listen to this, the promise is, no Jesus, no peace. Sounds the same, but they're spelt different. No Jesus, no peace. K-N-O Jesus, K-N-O-W Jesus. Come to know Jesus, come to know peace. There's a peace that's ready to be deposited in your heart and life this morning that will last forever and ever and ever. And the increase of its rule will be without end, without end in space or without end in time. Death can't shake this peace. Nothing can take this peace away. Nothing can do. The hope of Christmas is the hope of 2022. Jesus coming to be Himself in you. Would you receive Jesus this morning as your Shar Shalom, your Sar Shalom, your Prince of Peace? Maybe you're here this morning and you've never known that peace. You've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're here this morning and that peace has been robbed from you because of the circumstances of life, the things that's gone on, the fears and the what-ifs. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit is here this morning to deposit it in you, within your spirit, a peace that can never be taken away. I'm not talking about everything go good, everything be right. No, Jesus said in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome this world. You can have a peace that nothing can separate you from God. Nothing can take away the peace within. And nothing can really be in the way for you living in peace with others. His name is Jesus. I want you to stand with me. And I want to pray a prayer. If you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, to be your Sar Shalom, I want you just to be able to say Amen to this prayer. If you've, if you've walked this way, you know, and yet you know this morning, you don't have the peace that God wants you to have. I want you to understand you can say Amen to this prayer. So I'm going to pray it. You know, sometimes Amen says so be it. That means so be it. Or maybe just the word yes. I'm going to say it phrase by phrase. And I'm going to ask you to respond in your heart 
accordingly. Either say yes or help me, Lord, or whatever. But I want to pray this prayer. And I believe if you pray it and you mean it sincerely in your heart, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to deposit a peace that will manifest in your heart and life over the days to come. So let's pray. Lord, I acknowledge the great the greatest need in our life is Your peace. In my life is Your peace. I've sinned against You. I've wanted my own peace defined by my own desires and my own terms. I ask You to forgive me. Thank You for giving Jesus as sacrifice for my sin. So I turn my heart and my life over to You, Jesus, the Shar, the Sar Shalom, the Captain of my happiness, the Lord of my well-being. I trust You to save me, to make me a new creation. Fill me with Your Spirit. Empower me to live a life of Your peace in this new year and for the rest of my days. I ask You, not because I deserve it, but because You paid for it. I ask You in Jesus' name, Prince of Peace, do it. Deposit it. Transform us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 